0: Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Those of you who know me, this won't come as a shock to you, but just want to let you guys all know that my back is out right now. So as I'm leaning forward, preaching to you, it's not because I'm really into it it's because I'm kind of locked in this position. I, uh, on Friday, I decided to be a great dad and take my son to the trampoline park. And I re- immediately realized that I'm too old for a trampoline park. Which makes sense because there was no other parents bouncing on the trampoline on any of the trampolines. So, yeah, right now I am feeling every single bounce that I did, and it was a sad reminder of what is happening to me. So, please have grace as I just am staring at you guys very weirdly. So if you guys have your Bibles, please go to 1 Peter chapter four. We're gonna be reading verses uh, nine through 11 today. And it will be on the screen for you guys. So starting with verse nine, it says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him, glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So this morning, we're going to be talking about gifts, as you can tell through the the verse this morning. Now, if you know me, you know that My number one love language is gifts. If you have ever taken the love language quiz, gifts is my number one. I love receiving gifts, but more importantly, I love giving people gifts. It is awesome and anytime I give somebody a gift, I think really long and hard about what is the perfect gift for the person. And usually, I love practical gifts. Like if somebody asks me what I want for my birthday or Christmas, I say, just give me something practical and what i mean by that is like a gift that's very specific something i wouldn't really buy for myself but would love to receive and give and my mother-in-law is the best practical gift giver and every year on on christmas she fills the stockings for everybody in her in her household family tree and it is a, a whole stocking full of just practical gifts. One year, I got this weird tool that helps with any stripped screws that you have in your house. You attach it, and it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter how stripped the screw is. The screw will get out. But my favorite tool that she got me is a barbecue tool that is a steak flipper. And all it is is a little metal stick that has a hook on it that you, you hook your steak, you flip it, and you unhook it. But my life has changed <laughs> ever since owning it. Like there was nothing wrong with the tongs and spatula that I had, but now I can't grill a steak without my steak flipper. Like I, ha- I asked my wife, like, where is it? Dinner's ruined, I, ne- I need my steak flipper. <laughs> but it's the best gift, seriously, that I-, I have ever received because it is a very practical gift. I love steak, so it was amazing gift. So as I, and Jeff, you can come up here now, As I was thinking about gifts, I also just had fun looking at different gifts from the, you know, as you see on TV, as seen on TV. And I decided to buy some because I loved these gifts and now I recruited Jeff because of my back and so Jeff is really going to help me here. But I want to show you guys some of these amazing gifts that I discovered that you may have seen on TV that I think are just amazing. The first one is not, it is the sock slider, which I really could have used this morning Where. You don't have to bend down to put your socks on anymore. You just put it on this and it slips on. It also says it helps put your toe or your shoes on too. So I thought, what a great, very specific gift. Who would like this gift? Monty, Monty. You want Monty? Will you please give it to Monty? <laughs> the next one I thought was really cool. is night vision glasses for those who have trouble driving at night and as it is a reminder that i can't be on trampolines i am one of these people now too just to let you know when my dad said it growing up i'm like whatever dad i get it dad if you're watching online i get it who would like night vision glasses i'm telling you your life will change you look at it now karen it's yours it's it may be silly but like the steak flipper you're gonna be so glad that you have it. Now, the next thing I thought was super cool is this. What you think would be an umbrella, and I know we live in Seattle and that makes no sense. Why would you, why would you own an umbrella? But it's not an umbrella. In fact, see if I can get this thing to work properly. It is for your windshield. This is for your windshield. I hope it's not bad luck. Like, this is not a real umbrella, whoever makes those rules. But this is, you just stick it on your windshield and your car is not hot anymore. Has a handle. It's the coolest invention ever. I'm so proud of this person, whoever made this. Who would like this in their car? <laughs> Please give it to Denise. I love that one. When I, I, when I did that at home, I'm like, I might just steal that one because that's super cool. Now next one, I'm telling you this, this person, we should all give a round of applause whoever invented this. It is called the rapid slicer. It is, if you ever have trouble just cutting your grapes one at a time, you put your grapes in this, put the little thing on top and just slice right through. It also does that for those little baby tomatoes. But what I like in this picture is somebody put a bagel on there to make your bagel slice perfectly. I don't know about you, but that is a hard thing to do is to make an evenly cut bagel, but not anymore with the rapid slicer. (laughs) I don't have more. (laughs) Who would like the rapid slicer for your everyday cutting needs? Nobody, this is the greatest one. All right, there you go. (laughs) Now this one, I hope you guys have, have seen before. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you, when I first saw this one on TV, I'm like, who in the world would buy that? Not knowing that it was going to be me. <laughs> but it is called The Battery Daddy. <laughs> do you have a drawer that is just full of batteries? And it's like, this is, this is unruly. Who would do this? This is for your minimalist needs to have one suitcase full of all of your batteries and It comes with a uh, a battery tester to see if your battery is dead. But you see, for this, I want to give to Jeff for helping me. (laughs) Also, if you ever want, like, uh, this isn't one of them, but I also thought this crate's kind of cool. It's like a collapsible crate. (laughs) If you ever need that. You see, I love, I love gifts like that. I love practical gifts. I love giving gifts that have just one purpose that maybe you don't think you need, but when you have it, it's like the greatest thing ever. So this morning, outside of those who received a gift this morning, I do wanna let you guys know that you all, everybody in this room, if you have followed Jesus, you have also been given a gift. A gift for a very specific reason, a very specific purpose. And the question that I wanna ask you guys this morning, and I will ask a few times during this sermon is this, how are you using your gifts? So this morning we are finishing up our series, Family Values, a series that we at Arbor believe that if you're family, these are the values we hope that you're living up to. And if you guys have been following along, we have an acronym called LEGS, where the first letter is live invitationally, if if you're one of our family members, you'll be living invitationally. Then it's engage consistently, grow spiritually, and then last week we talked about give generously, and this morning, I get to finish it with the S, which is serve sacrificially. And as we do these values, we hope that as these are happening, we are making this place feel like home for people. We hope that when people come they can make themselves at home that is the tagline that we have for this sermon make yourself at home now i love that statement and i'm sure we have all have said that or heard that before make yourself at home and just to ask you when do you usually hear that statement when somebody comes to visit visit or you're not at home you're you're a guest you're a visitor so it's nice to hear But usually what we don't see is the amount of work it took that person that day to say, make yourself at home. Now I do have a question. Anybody going to say those words today? Anybody having people over at their house today? Yeah. Yeah. Or sometime this week, anybody hosting anybody? Well, then you understand just by the stress level that you might have right now of the amount of work that it takes to say, make yourself at home. Because when people are coming over, there's no way that you can let them see how your house usually looks like. (laughs) You can't let them see that dirty dish in the sink. You have to make sure that every bedroom is cleaned up because they might ask for a tour of the whole house. You have to make sure that the toilet bowl and all splash zones around it are clean because (laughs) that's a nice thing to do. But you see, as I was also researching the sermon, I was like, I I, I asked Google for help. I, I Googled help, I'm hosting someone today, just to see what would come up. And guys, HGTV has our back, because they wrote an article that said, the 15 things you absolutely have to do if guests are coming over. And I wanna share those 15 things with you, for those of you who might be hosting today or sometime this week, just to see how are we doing? How are we doing when we're getting our, our house ready for people to come? So here are the 15 things you absolutely have to clean when guests are showing up in your house. The first one, sweep outside. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I don't do a good job even with step number one. The second thing, wipe down the front door. Yeah? This is the COVID one. I don't know. I think this is the, they're, they're, that's the first thing they see when they show up. So yeah, cause the third one is clean and declutter the entryway. Wow. Yeah. So all those shoes that are just outspread, you gotta, gotta clean those up. Number four, clear clutter in common areas. Makes sense. Five, run a damp mop over the kitchen floor. Six, de-stink your kitchen. Whatever that means to you, de-stink <laughs> your kitchen could just mean light a candle maybe. <laughs> Number 7. These people these people are detailed. Number 7. Vacuum your furniture. So those of you who have a Roomba, I'm sorry, you're going to have to you're going to have to do a little bit more work to actually vacuum the furniture. Number 8. Clean the the guest bathroom. And this is a Brian ad. Hope to god they don't ask to use yours because you cannot let them see your countertops in your bathroom or lack thereof because of all the stuff that is on it. So clean your guest bathroom. Number nine, focus on faucets. I don't know how much of you really do that. 10, zap dust. (laughs) Zap dust. I don't know, just says zap dust. So whatever that means to you, do it. 11, clean the soap dish or dispenser with soap. Just kidding, didn't say that part, but just, just clean it. 12, get the reek out of your rug. Get the reek out of your rug. 13, wipe down kitchen appliances and counter. So I think they're really hoping that you uh, already had the meal prepared at that point when they show up. <laughs> 14, empty trash cans, but you can, because you cannot let them see that you actually use those. So empty trash cans. And 15, which makes sense, Clear cobwebs because I don't want spiders in the house. Just in general, so clear the cobwebs. So those are the 15 things that you have to do when guests are coming. How 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 you how you guys doing on those? Anybody stressed out? Feel like you got to get out of the sermon because you got a long list of things to do. But as you guys can tell, when you say the statement or you're going to say the statement, make yourself at home you can tell that there is a lot of work that has to get done before those, statements, that those words are showing up. Or when you hear it, there's a lot of work that has to get done, which to me is a little funny because in my experience, I feel more at home with the people that I love who don't feel like they gotta clean up when I show up. And I've really experienced that with, a, a couple, with friends that Aud and I have made while we've been here. Uh, in Woodenville, and their names are Chris and Bailey, and I'm telling you, when we we show up to each other's house, we we both have a two-year-old son, so you understand how just messy the house is and how busy our lives get. But it is so cool that when we go over to their house, my wife, who absolutely hates doing dishes, will see that they need a little bit of help. And she will just immediately just start doing dishes. Even though they say stop, she won't stop, and she will make sure that she can bless them by helping them out with this. And if she has time, she also cleans out their fridge and wipes it all down, just that little extra detail. And it happens when they come over to our house as well, when they see how busy it is. They come and help us do all the work that we just weren't able to get. And what's also amazing about our our families is when we find out that One of us are hosting people that day we are over helping that house get cleaned So they can say or we can say make yourself at home now Arbor if You feel like you are part of the family here at Arbor We need help with the hard work that it takes to say make yourself at home see our mission at this church is people helping people find and follow Jesus. See, we're hoping that people can show up here and make themselves at home. But more importantly, find a home with Jesus. And we need your help with the work that it takes to make that happen. We need the gifts that God has given you for a specific purpose. We need your gifts so we can show as much hospitality as we can for the people who show up at our church any day of the week. And that's what we're gonna be talking about this morning. And that is what we're looking at in 1 Peter. Because Peter, in his letter, reminds us what the gifts are for that God has given us, that God has blessed us with, what they are for. So we're we're gonna read the verse again and I'm gonna break this down verse to verse for you guys. So starting in verse nine it says, show hospitality to one another. the very thing that some of you are going to do today, or sometime this week, or sometime in the near future. He says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now, I feel like when Paul wrote this part that he was thinking of two people as he was writing this. The, the person who is doing the hosting, showing the hospitality, and the person who's doing the grumbling because of the other person who invited people over. You know, it's that person who says, I'm not the one who invited them over. You know who you are. But Paul, but Peter writes show hospitality. Now that word hospitality in the new Testament is actually a really cool word. And it is a word that just has a heart of love. When you break down this word in the original Greek, what it literally is saying is show love to strangers, love of strangers. The prefix of the word in the original Greek of hospitality is philo, which is where we get the word Philadelphia from, which is the city of brotherly love. So when you look at the word, hospitality means showing love to people, showing people that you love them. It can be explained as this. It is a specific example of loving one another by receiving others into our homes, making them feel welcomed, meeting their needs and providing for them a place of fellowship and acceptance, and all the hard work it takes in order to do that. So this is what you're doing when you invite people into your home. This is what we're doing when we're inviting people into our sanctuary, is we're providing a place of fellowship. We are trying to meet their needs and give them a place where they can just feel accepted and feel loved. And as you guys know, in your own homes, It is hard work, and there's quite a lot to do in order for that to happen. But if we take our mission seriously of being people, helping people find and follow Jesus, then this is the charge that Peter is giving us, to show hospitality, to show love to strangers without grumbling. And how we can do this in our specific setting here at Arbor, in your specific setting, wherever you're at, is by using the gifts that God has given you. Use the gifts that God has given you so we can say, make yourself at home. Peter says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now Peter here uses a very common word for the word gift and it's the same word that Paul uses quite a bit. It's a Greek word called charisma. And it's where we get the word charismatic from. So if you ever, if you guys know, have ever been part of a charismatic church, that is where that word comes from, It's the word gifts, the spiritual gifts. And what's also cool about this, this verse is, Peter also talks about God's grace. And the Greek word for grace is that same word which is just charis, instead of charisma, charis. Which is just the gift of grace, the big gift that we have all received. So just in this one verse, Peter is saying, you guys have been given gifts for the ultimate gift. So now use your gift for the gift so others can receive the gift and gifts. I'll try. Let me see. (laughs) Peter, I'm not gonna try. (laughs) This is recorded. You guys can rewatch that. But as I said, Peter uses a common word that Paul uses. And when Paul uses this word, he, he, he talks about how important these gifts are, and he gives us a list. And I do want to help you guys with the list. Because when you look up this word and the different times it's used by Paul, you might come across a belief of Paul that he had in 1 Corinthians 7, 7, where he says this. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. So it looks like Paul believes that if you're a Christian, then you have at least one gift from God. Probably more, but everyone has been given a gift. Now, if you're wondering what's your gift, well, let me help you, and I'll give you some lists that Paul gives. First one he gives, the first one I'm giving you, is Romans twelve six through eight. Paul says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Oh, that's a kid's ministry. God? <laughs> Alright, so we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesizing, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, Do it cheerfully. Then Paul also writes in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit given for the common good. To one, there is given the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. And if that's you, please come talk to me after the service. To another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he dis- distributes dis- dis- distribute just distributes gosh thank you <laughs> them to each one just as he determines. And if you go back to first Corinthians 7 7 where I said that Paul states that we all have one gift. He also puts marriage or celibacy as a gift. So as we can see, as you look at the list, they're not exhaustive. There's quite a bit of gifts that are out there. So to help you, this is the best explanation I can give you of what the gifts are. A gift can be explained as any talent or ability Which is empowered by the holy spirit and able to be used in the ministry of the church i'll say that again a gift can be explained as any talent or ability which is empowered by the holy spirit and able to be used in the ministry of the church and everyone in this room if you're a follower of jesus has been given a gift to use for the hard work it takes to make others feel at home in this church. So I'll ask you again, how are you using your gifts? Now I love that word gifts as you guys know, but it's really funny because as we call it gifts, they're really not for us. It is not for our self advancement. It's not to draw attention to ourselves, but these gifts are for the benefits of others. These gifts are for God's people to be used and help them receive, that hurt, receive the bigger gift. God gave us these gifts, but they're really not for us. See, when I was, one of my chores as a kid was a terrible chore. It was my job to make sure that all the soda cans and other beverages that my family consumed were crushed i was the can crusher of our home i absolutely hated this chore and if you're wondering why it's probably because i was a kid who had a chore it's really (laughs) really the only reason i can't couldn't think of anything else i was using this to you know like voice my frustration But then i realized no i was just a really mean kid i guess but it was my job to make sure these cans were crushed and i did this job really fast, I actually got it in a really good system. But I would crush the cans, crush the cans, just so we had more room for more cans in the barrel to recycle to get money for more cans to put into the barrel. It was a never-ending chore, like most chores are. But I would do this job, i do it once a week, and it never failed that as I was doing my can-crushing job, my dad would either walk by or stand and stare at me and say the statement, you know, if you did this once a night, you wouldn't be standing here so long, crushing these cans. And as a kid, under my breath, I would say, you know, if you just crush the cans after each use, then I wouldn't be standing here just as long. It was under my breath, you didn't hear it. (laughs) But one day, crushing the cans, just crushing the cans, and I was probably very frustrated, because as I was crushing it, the whole mechanism fell apart just, just destroyed. And I was left there holding just a handle that did nothing in my hands. And I realized I was free. <laughs> the chore has been accomplished. The job is done. I did it. I made it to the goal. I was incredibly happy that my chore was done until the next day when I got home from school and my dad said, Hey bud, I got you a gift. And I was like, oh, what's the gift? He goes, well, go check outside. You know, I'm a kid, so I'm thinking, did you get me a car, a truck, a motorcycle, or anything else that's really cool to ride to school to show all my friends, like most kids think? And then he goes, no, look, it's your new can crusher. (laughs) And I thought, it's a terrible gift. (laughs) But I did it. I I used my can crusher, and I did it to serve the house that I lived at. And guys, we have so much work that we could use your gifts to help serve this house. A gift not for ourselves, but to be used to serve others. And that is why we've been given this gift. That is why we have our gifts for a very specific purpose. And that's so others can receive that gift of grace. So I'm gonna ask you one more time. How are you using your gifts? So there's many gifts out there, and I know it can be very hard to determine what is your gift, and some of you are probably thinking right now, like, gosh, really, what is it? Well, luckily, Peter helps us in this thought process, because as this verse continues, it really looks like Peter breaks down all gifts into two categories. And Honestly, if you guys are in a small group or just eating lunch, I would love for you to discuss this. And and we're going to discuss this on the follow-up podcast is if you believe this. But it looks like Peter breaks down all gifts into two categories, which is speaking gifts and serving gifts. And I would love to hear your guys' opinion. And if you think that is true, if all gifts can be broken down into those two categories. But this is what Peter says. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. So it looks like speaking and serving is what the gifts that God has given you can fall under. So he's saying if your gift is speaking, if it's speech, whether that's preaching, whether that's teaching, whether that's prophesying, whether that's praying, Speak as one who speaks the words of God, as oracles of God. And if your gift is serving, which is just being there for someone, volunteering to help with something, making meals, helping somebody move, anything, then serve as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Whatever your gift may be, use it for the benefit of others so that in everything God may be glorified. So church, use your gifts. And if you are, if you're using your gifts for the kingdom, keep going. Keep doing the good work. Keep spreading the grace. Keep glorifying God. But if you have yet to use your gifts, then I want to encourage you to use them. Use them to serve others so God can be known. So that the gift of grace can be given to all. Whatever your gift may be, I know the kingdom can use it. And I know for a fact that Arbor could really use the gifts that God has given you. If your gift is speaking, there are so many ministries at this church who could just use what God has to say through you as an instrument. In that kids' ministry, there's stories that need to be taught, in youth ministry, there's messages that need to be preached. In small groups, same thing. There's so many ministries here that could use your gift, if your gift is speaking, if your gift falls under that category of speaking. And if it's serving, that's like every ministry here at this church. And we could use, we could use you and the kingdom can use you. So whatever that talent or ability God has given you, there is need for it. Whatever it may be so that we can create a place of fellowship that we can create a place of acceptance, that we can show love to anybody who walks through our door any day of the week here at Arbor. And there's a lot of work to be done because we do want people to make themselves at home. And there are are entryways to be swept and doors to be wiped down and faucets to be cleaned and splash zones to be scrubbed and cobwebs that happened during COVID that need to be taken down. There's a lot of work, so, but it's work that needs to be done so people can call this place at home and hopefully find a home with Jesus. And church, if you use your gifts, you get to be part of some amazing moments. I mean, just to let you guys know, we have a family that comes here every Sunday who just sets up these chairs. Now, you're sitting in them, but how amazing is it that maybe, One of the chairs that they set up is somebody who's going to accept Jesus that morning and they got to set that chair up for them to accept Jesus. We have a team that brews coffee to make this place warm and welcoming. And just this right here is a safe spot. Like they just, they hide behind a cup and it just feels so good to just have that comfort in their hands. We have a team who helps with that. We have, A whole bunch of volunteers teaching kids the story of Jesus for the first time. The first time they get to hear it. And when we have babies, we have a bunch of volunteers who get to spread the love of Jesus just holding a baby, that love that just can transfer over. We have a parking team. Shows up every morning to help people know that if you came, if you came to find or follow Jesus, that you've come to the right place. Let me direct you where to go. We have a tech team who makes it as easy as possible for you to come in here and worship and hear a message, a worship team that is doing everything they can to take you out of this world and just be alone with Jesus as you're worshiping with other followers. We have an usher team who show up just to make sure that nobody here feels out of place. We have so many teams that are part of a bigger story that is happening with the ultimate gift of grace. And if you have a gift, we could use your gift. But not just us. The kingdom could really use your gift. The church, and that is our point this morning, the church needs your gifts, so are you ready to use your gifts? I wanna end with the prayer, but I wanna end with the prayer that we've been looking at this whole morning because Peter ends this in a prayer. So if you guys will stand up with me, hear this prayer as the worship team comes up. Here's what Peter says, show hospitality, show love to strangers without grumbling as each has received a gift use it to serve one another as good stewards of god's very grace whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of god whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that god supplies in order that everything god may be glorified through jesus christ to him belong glory and dominion